welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Thanks for joining us again, as we all try to be the first person to... Uh, uh. <laughs> Never. I was going to say something about the clean plate club and vegetables, but it, I had a thing and it went away. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. So each of us from, picks a movie from our genre. <laughs> we think st- We're two for two. We're two for two oh, today. God. Take two. Take Go. turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any one of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's pick. Popeye! Yay. Sailor Man. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I live in a garbage can. <laughs> You guys never heard that version? I have, but I don't. I don't know the words to that version, nor the words words to the real version. I'm strong as to the finish. To the finish, because I, I eat my spinach. spinach. Yeah, but there's another line before that, and I don't know what it is. I don't think it's right. from Popeye the Sailor Man on Popeye the Sailor That's Man. That's what I thought. <laughs> Pretty sure. I don't remember. I'm not looking it up either. But today on the podcast is 1980s Popeye. This movie is based on the comic strip from the 20s and the Hanna-Barbera cartoons of the same name and characters. So. He's uh, 88 this year. Yeah. Who, Hanna-Barbera? No, Popeye. No, Popeye. Oh, Popeye? Yeah. yeah. Old character. You know, Popeye was based on an actual person. He was a fighter, right? No, it was like a guy who was a you know, habitual bachelor, was really good fi- He was good at fighting or whatever. So... We only had a squinty eye or some shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't do movie synopsis. This is so. This is about a sailor who comes to town searching for his pappy right, on and meets a lady and Different finds a baby. Who Popeye is. So I don't know. There might be. I. I bet if we asked the kids, they wouldn't know who Popeye is. Yeah, it's not a thing for people. It's not a thing anymore. It used to be. We're really younger than you guys. <laughs> than you guys. That's rude. <laughs> She's like you guys, as in all of you except for me. I so, watched a little bit of it when did, I was a kid, but it wasn't... What did you think going in, Carly? I thought... <sighs> <laughs> All right. Now, Tony made me watch this movie shortly after we met. I didn't like it. I Good thought... Just stuck around. I thought, please, please <laughs> this <is> the test. <laughs> let me get the rest of my life without not watching that movie again. And old Poop Deck Pappy came back at you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> John. Well, I thought, I've seen this movie a bunch. Like, I grew up on this movie. And my first thought was, I am what I am, what I am, what I am, what I am. Tony? <laughs> <laughs> this was the first movie I ever saw. Really? Yep. In the theater. In the theater. I hope, or I, I believe, most kids have seen a movie before they get... <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Before I they know. get to the age where they remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember seeing it in the theater. It was the first movie I remember seeing. Unless Mine was E.T. I could have seen something before that. I maybe. don't remember, but I think it might have been a Care Bears movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I know Ishka my mom Bibble. showed us movies at home all the time. When you we know, were at little, the theater. So I mean, yeah, that's it's why I specify in the theater. In the theater. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've seen this movie too many times, so 
I was like, let's do it. <laughs> I also have seen this movie a bunch of times and was excited to revisit it as I haven't seen it in a little bit. Now, Tony, I heard you have this on VHS, beta tape, laser disc, <laughs> DVD, and Blu ray. Is that true? No. <laughs> Actually, last time we went DVD, to watch it, and I was—he's like, where "How are we stuff. gonna watch it?" I said, "Don't you own it?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know anymore." Couldn't I've moved find it <laughs> too many times. Uh, so you had to pay to see it. All right. Yeah. Well, I made okay. him give me the money because I'm not paying to see it. <laughs> so I have two reviews here that I'm gonna do now, so I don't forget to do reviews. Um, the first one is by a person known as Wickman. 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 He's wicked. The Wicker Man. I assume it's a man, but it could be somebody's last name. Could be a lady. Who knows? Could be an alien. And it reads, I remember when Altman released Popeye and it was slammed by most critics and ignored by the public. It deserves much better than that, though. Fantastic set design, great acting, high production values, strangely off-kilter tunes, and just general all-around weirdness make Popeye one of my favorites. Brilliantly twisted and twistedly brilliant. Disagree? Oh, well, whatever. I am what I am, and I likes what I likes. (laughs) That was a 10 out of 10. Wow. Uh, in contrast, Miss Simonetta gives this movie a three out of ten, mm. and it says, "I'm not sure if you could, if you ever could have made a good picture out of a Popeye cartoon or comic. The characters and general shtick of the thing work well for half an hour at most. Still, what these filmmakers gave us in the end is worse than could ever be imagined. Wow. <laughs> this is a nightmarish piece of cinema, one of the worst major Hollywood productions I've ever seen." It's almost miraculous how wrong everything went because the casting is perfect. The sets and costumes are perfect. Such a shame the screenplay is terrible. Meandering from plot point to plot point, vaguely connected, and with the most ear-bleedingly horrible musical numbers in between. Every piece of dialogue is mere noise. A cacophony of mumbling and screeching and pratfalls. I almost wished I were dead watching it. Yet still three. Not two, not one. That was for the costumes, the The, actors. I'm wondering if Miss Simonetta is Carly's secret reviewer. It's possible. I just... I'm not wow. giving any movie that uh, makes me wish I was dead more than one star. But she said that the I casting know. was perfect, the sets still, were great. She wished she was dead. That's still a one star. I know. I, and I probably wouldn't give it a three. <laughs> hey, spoilers. Keep that if I were the fake end. reviewing, which I don't We really. know you're going to give this a 10 out of the 10, and you've completely turned around on this picture. So, <laughs> well, cool on anybody. Yeah, so show, her, show the Popeye This tattoo. really skirts the line of underappreciated, though, because the Tomometer score is 59%, and the audience on Rotten Tomatoes the score is 38 but the on imdb the metacritic critic is 64 and the audience is a 5.2 it had a budget of 20 million and it grossed 60 million worldwide with 49.8 million in the u.s so it's really not a pretty underappreciated good job it's right. really skirts I don't do the stuff edge like, that. like <laughs> i was gonna say you just pulled a tony the audience was <laughs> like i don't think that movie's underappreciated it is, it is because it only got a 38 audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that it's, tomatoes, it's old enough and obscure enough that we can get away with the It is, it is uh, very... Oh, so if it's, it's old, older than old I obscure? Am. So let me get this straight now. If I want to go old and obscure... What like is Citizen your... Citizen Kane? That's not that's obscure. Not, that's obscure. not obscure. That's the number one movie of all time, according to... <laughs> and it's still on many lists as the number one movie of all time. It's not obscure. Uh, but, I don't know. That was the first thing came to I think look. if you walked around the mall and, and stopped 100 people and asked them if they'd seen this movie... Not They'd be like, Robin Williams was in a Popeye movie? Well, yeah. it was his first film, so. It was They'd be his like, first film. who's Popeye? First <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Maybe. Because Some when of we them were might little... be like, Robin Williams? 
when we were when we were Shut little, up. I said, but it's probably true. When we were little, they still showed Popeye cartoons on TV. It was part oh, of the yeah. Hanna Barbera lineup, and much like they still showed Looney Tunes cartoons on TV, I'd be Before hard they pressed. Were too violent. I'd be hard like pressed Popeye to find people, at least violent now. Yeah. a Hanna Barbera or a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. on TV these days. You just nah. can't really find that stuff anymore. Only Tom on like the Cartoon Network, and only like for two hours on a Sunday. Yeah. So but you have to be in your house alone with no children present. Like even, I think even 10 or 15 years ago, you still would be able to find these kinds of things. But yeah. a lot has changed in the last decade mm-hmm. where you just, they really aren't well, showing. There's, there's steroid connotations. He eats his spinach. I mean, he's no underdog or nothing no, like that. No, so he underdog takes vitamins. Yeah. But. All right. So this yeah, was directed wink. by Robert Altman, who directed another movie I really love, A Prairie Home Companion. He also directed uh, a movie I think Carly might have seen, Gosford Park. Yes. And Holy he directed shit, we... <laughs> 1970s MASH. The which, MASH? No, the one about the Korean War that sparked a TV series that lasted that, longer than the war. Never heard of it. I've seen the show, but never the movie. Okay, it was written by Jules, Jules Pfeffer, and he Pfeffer. wrote nothing else I had ever heard of. And uh, they also give credit... To the original uh, creator of Popeye. What was his name? Uh, E.C. Seger. It's not the guy who... Um, it's not there's, Bob Seger? No. Oh, so there's cool. also a different guy that had the comic script, that did the comic strip. Comic strip, yep. But he was not the original creator of the character. So like some of the trivia referenced the guy that did the comic strip, but he's a different name. And I didn't write it down because at that point I wasn't writing things down. Okay, good. <laughs> it also won three awards. Oh, what were the awards? This was part of the 1980s Stinker Awards. Was this precursor to the Razzies? I think so. It won Worst Picture of 1980. Wow. The Worst Song um, in He Needs Me. And nah, the Worst know. Remake of the Year. This was a remake? Oh, I guess of a cartoon, cartoon yeah. yeah. Um, My well, favorite part in the He Needs Me song is when the neighbors all close the windows. Because they're right. Because <laughs> they're right. I What's funny about it they is... They were going to bed. So Robin Williams started his career oh, on something in that one worst movie. <laughs> And he's Robin fucking Williams. Came back with such well, a lot of big movies. And a lot know. of uh, actors start out in bad, bad well, places. Well, this was starting out in a great place because this movie is fantastic. Uh, so it <laughs> stars, of course, Robin Williams as his first ever uh, right. film role as Popeye. And Shelley Duvall as Olive Oil. Who later would get chased by Jack Nicholson with an axe. Or was that before this? Um, it came out the same year. It was after. It's, it, right around then. It was right around then. Yeah. It starred Ray Walston as Poop Deck Pappy, also mm. known as the Pappy. Commodore. From my favorite Martian. And also Mr. Hand from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. True. Um, What's his name passed away the other day? Yeah. <laughs> Mess with the bull, get the horns guy. Oh, the yeah. Principal. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Oh, that's sad. Paul Dooley starred as Wimpy, who I recognize as the dad from Sixteen Candles. Uh, Um, returning to the podcast long awaited return of paul l smith as bluto who we've previously discussed as falcon from red sonia (laughs) long awaited return welcome back to the podcast it's been a minute paul welcome back to the podcast (laughs) glad to have you back there's a bunch of other characters and then i just like to say two special mentions the gentleman playing castor oil his name is donovan scott and he plays he played Leslie Barbara in Police Academy. Mm-hmm. And then the little baby that plays Sweet Pea is the grandson of the director. 
What else is he in? This is the only thing he's ever been in. He, was he has one acting credit. He was, out, he was outstanding. <laughs> he has one. He has no idea he was in this. He has one <laughs> other acting credit from 2014 for some like one man show thing that he did mm-hmm. as like some kind of weird art thing looked like. So he's just, he was Sweet Pea as a child. Okay. Good for Sweet Pea. All right. So let's begin. So we set the scene. In the beginning. Dum, dum, dum. So the movie starts with a car with a cartoon Popeye, and you get the little Popeye music, and it's black and white, and Popeye says, "Is this a trick? Is this a trick from Bluto? I'm in the wrong movie." And then we jump from cartoon to reality. And we put reality in uh, finger quotes. And yeah. the Popeye in the cartoon is voiced by the original voice actor who um, voiced him for the cartoon series by Hanna Barbera. We see stormy seas, although the sky is stormy, but the sea isn't really stormy. It's kind of, if you're in a rowboat, I'm just saying. And we see a, a man, a woman, person in a dinghy. And uh, he's rowing his dinghy. And then it's dark out, it's stormy. Then we hear some bells. We, and then slowly it turns from night into day with the hearing of the bells. And we get our first song. As the townsfolk wake up and sing about the wonderful town of Sweet Haven. And uh, you get this kind of fun. You get to see exactly what this movie is right from the beginning. So they're singing this song about how God has truly blessed Sweet Haven. And how wonderful their town is. Mm -hmm. And you see the town waking up. And you also start to see all the pratfalls and the physical comedy that the comic strip and the cartoons were known for that's right from that time period these were all gymnasts (laughs) so one of the things is this is not something that you see now but it makes if you ever seen this type of cartoon it makes complete sense that they would just be so clumsy and falling all over the place and dropping things and running into things and falling off of ladders and it's just a real it's an interesting little hodgepodge of hilarity (laughs) no but it's an interesting slice of a particular time period that you don't see right (laughs) a lot of physical comedy you saw it a lot on Saturday Night Live you saw it in like Three's Company uh, John Ritter oh I love Jack Trevor Dick Van Dyke in the early the buffoon kind of comedy yeah that's cool but this is like yeah but again that's from that era the the Three Stooges and the Marx Brothers that's much that's the same era that this is aping even though this is much later than that era that Okay. But, so the guy on the boat gets to shore, and Luke. we see that it is Popeye. Damn, I was curious. I forgot who it was. And a man on oh, a bike Luda. rolls up to Popeye and tells him that there's a tax to tie up on the wharf, and that all taxes are paid to the Commodore. He, uh, This is where Popeye starts to mutter to himself, which will be an ongoing theme throughout the movie, and it's actually hilarious. And I wonder if Rob Williams just did that. Or do you think that was told to do that? I read in the trivia, uh, all I read in the trivia about his muttering is that it was all ADR'd because it was too low, and the when they filmed it, they couldn't really hear it, so he had to go back and they had to dub it in louder. Hmm. You know, at this point, like, if this was 10 years into his career, I would have said, yeah, he was just, you know, riffing. But this is his first movie. Yeah. Um, he was a kind of a big deal as a comedian, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that... 
I'm some of it might have been ad-libbed, but a lot of it was probably scripted because of what he said. If you pay attention to what he's muttering, it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, he's Rob Williams. If you just like a tune it out because it's muttering, then it would be annoying. But if you pay attention, it's actually very hilarious. Change the movie's a think piece. And he that. goes into town and it's funny that uh it's kind of funny because everybody's af- afraid of him. And we get another quick little song about Rob and this one is sung by Popeye and about how the town is not receptive to him. But they all are very afraid of him because he's a stranger. Lots stranger of stranger danger. danger. At one point, the tax man on the bike comes up to him again and says, you're not up to no good, are you? Because if you are, there's a 50 cents up to no good tax. <laughs> I love this guy. The tax man? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, are you breathing? You know it's a breathing tax. <laughs> I do enjoy all the random weird taxes. He wearing shoes? He has a shoe tax. <laughs> he, so he's looking for a room to rent, and as he goes through the town, all the places that have room to rent are changing their sign. Yeah, he's looking for a room for rink. <laughs> you got a room for what rink. he says. Well, my question is, why would you have a room for rent if someone, anytime a stranger comes to town, you, clo- you know, you close? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's the point of having a room if for? You're it? afraid of everybody who might rent your room. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a problem right there. Well, the oils are actually looking nice for a renter, and they're like the only ones. olive caster, yeah. yeah, banana, mm. everybody else though. Canola. But when they when they see him, the Mrs. Oil is very interesting. She's like, of course I can rent your room. And well, um, eventually, when she's like, a what? A room for rink. <laughs> you need a what? A room for rink. I mean, he's also talking with a pipe in his mouth, which doesn't make it easy to understand yeah. sometimes. Although I don't have any trouble. And it's um, the eye. So she brings What's him in the house just as olive oil comes down the stairs complaining about her hat. How her hat is so ugly, and how is she supposed to get engaged if her hat is so ugly that she definitely cannot get engaged? She in this has hat. a point. That hat was ugly. <laughs> it was. <laughs> like I wouldn't want to get those pieces that hung down and covered her eyes. Yeah. I mean, other, her shoes were atrocious too, but whatever. But that we hat all was. All had hideous shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like, from the wow. cartoon. Yeah. She had huge feet. And then, uh, so Mama Oil, Nana Oil. Tells Olive to show this gentleman up to his up to his room, and she's mad. She doesn't want to have to go show him anything. She doesn't understand why she has to do everything around here. And so Olive she, Oil pretty much just wants to bitch about everything. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, like she's kind of a spoiled little brat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she, but she does take him upstairs, and she shows him to his room, and this turns into one of those big, again physical comedy scenes where she can't get the door un- open and it's well, it's stuck and then it finally gets open and she flies in the room and then she falls in on she the, rips down the curtains first she rips down the curtains and the blinds go up and you get the flip 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 of the blinds and then she falls on the bed and the bed collapses and then he helps pull her off and she falls in a chair it's funny she tells him don't put anything on the bed I'm like yeah. the fucking bed but then she falls on it and it, it collapses breaks. so obviously that's why but it's super clumsy and funny, especially if you're a little kid. And so... Oh, slapstick. Mm. So day turns into night, and we see Mr. Wimpy coming over. And there's a whole crew for dinner. So there is Olive Oil. There are her mother and father, her brother Castor. There's Mr. Geasel, the undertaker. And mm. then Mr. Wimpy. And they're all just having dinner. 
and there's they're discussing the engagement of olive oil to Bluto. They're also discussing how no one has seen the Commodore. At one point, um, Nana, o Nana Oil says to Olive that four times engaged is three times too many. She's got a point. And that she better marry him this time. Well, you know, a girl's got a, uh, a right to change her mind. And they're all com and she's complaining about everything, and their answer to all her complaints is, Bluto has money. Why don't you have Bluto answer, you know, pay for everything? And then she Complain starts... Complain that there aren't cups or knives or plates. <laughs> they're not, like, crazy. I mean, despite the fact that I think she's a spoiled little brat, they're not crazy complaints. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all kind of yelling and moving around, and Popeye's having trouble finding a seat at the table. And then they all stomp away angrily, and he's just sitting there by himself in the end with no food. <laughs> he says... What does he say? Like, it's never good to be too full. Yeah. She's got a point. And then we see Popeye in his room, and he's hung a hammock over the bed so that he can get to sleep. Well, how is he going to sleep on that bed? <laughs> yeah. And um, then we get our first shot of Bluto. He's uh, on his boat, and he comes out in his pajamas. Filthy, <laughs> filthy pajamas. <laughs> I don't know that they're filthy. They're oh, I saw them. <laughs> they give you the impression that Bluto's got a lot of money, mm -hmm. but no. I don't know. They also give you the impression that he he may have pooped a little in those. <laughs> I didn't get that impression at all. Oh, they're just filthy. They're just old. And then he climbs to the top of his boat and yells that it's nine o'clock, curfew time. Everybody lights out, and then the whole town turns off their lights. And the last light on belongs to Popeye, and we see him in his hammock. He's talking to a picture of his peppy, and it's uh, telling him his... This is the best picture ever, by the way. Yes. He's just talking to his peppy and telling him about how he's going to find him and everything's going to be all right. And then he goes to set it on the nightstand, and it's just <laughs> the words, me, Papa. Me and Pappy. Yeah. Inside the picture frame. Inside the picture frame, written on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> and then uh, he goes to sleep. So the next day, the first thing we get is everything is food. Another little ditty <laughs> that uh, starts on the street and ends up in the local lunch counter, I guess is what you would call it. Or it's not really a tavern. Like a diner? Yeah. A diner. Ish. I would say it's a diner. I feel like in the comics it was always a lunch counter because that's where Wimpy was going to get his hamburgers. Well, he'll gladly pay you Tuesday. But it's kind of <laughs> done like an old-style tavern, really. They credit this um, Popeye for inventing the term wimp <laughs> in the trivia stuff. Really? Yeah. And uh, so we see a lot of Wimpy trying to get a hamburger. We get the first instance of the line, I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. He kind of cons... They never tell you what day it is. No. He cons a gentleman out of his hamburger, and then the tax man comes and taxes it from him, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And we get a couple shots of Bluto upstairs eating, and every time they show Bluto, he, they make like a bear growly yeah. noise. Yeah. yeah. So he's eating he's, like a big chicken leg or something. Yeah, he's like a turkey drumstick yeah. as if he's been at a run fair. Yeah. And um, we get a bunch of cartoon gags. And then uh, we get Popeye sitting down with his burger, and he starts telling Wimpy that he's searching for his pap, who left him when he was only two. 
and that uh, he was had set out to sea and his boat was in a shipwreck and he was on a raft for 45 days with no food or water and he had a vision. He had a visitation. <laughs> Carly is just shaking her head like, <laughs> I'm not into a, this. The, angel that, it was an angel that, but it looked like his mother. His mother. His mother. Looks like me mother. And she told him that he needed to make up with us, that he needed to forgive his father. His pappy. And that he's looking for his pap, and he doesn't even know if he's still alive, but he's going to find him. Wimpy, meanwhile, is only interested in Popeye's hamburger, <laughs> which, give a shit. which Popeye actually gives him. And then he eats half of it and starts to walk away. Meanwhile, Popeye's kind of following him. He's trying to tell the story. I know. <laughs> but he gets to the end of his story, sort of. And then he starts getting heckled by some thugs. Yeah, they're kind of laughing every time he says. And you can see, what's his name, Dennis Franz, Franz or whatever is there. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. He's kind of listening in to everything Pap- Popeye says, and he's pretty much making fun of him, laughing at and him they, and shit. It's pretty fucked up. They start making fun of him, but Popeye's like, whatever, I, I don't care. He's really easygoing. <laughs> and he starts to walk away, but then they make fun of his peppy. Mm. And you do not make fun of the paps. He's a... And... Where'd you get that pronunciation? <laughs> and then he's, well, what he says, he goes, uh, I bet your pappy is as ugly as you are. And then that's, Popeye cro- closes his eyes real tight, and that's, that's the, You can that's see it. that he's getting mad. So he asks them for an apology. And so they do this thing where apology. they, <laughs> well, they pick on the innocent bystanders and force the innocent bystanders to make him all, apo- to all apologize to him. But... In, but they don't apologize, and they beat up all these people, and Popeye's muttering about hurting the, these innocent bystanders, and this isn't right. And at the end, after everybody's apologized, except for the thugs, a fight ensues. It's not much of a fight. Popeye. So mm. one, so ass whooping and one guy swinging the hammer. That's true. Yeah, because they fuck up everybody. The thugs pretty much fuck up everybody in this bar, smash the stuff, and... They're pretty mm-hmm. shitty, and Popeye's like, fuck this. He beats Popeye them all goes, up. There's he a does really, a speed bag to one guy. <laughs> that, that's my favorite move that he does is the speed bag to the guy's so face. So your favorite tertiary object is the guy's face? <laughs> no, but that's my favorite fight move. Well, my second favorite fight move. My favorite fight move um, happens in the boxing match. And um, his mom? That's messed up. <laughs> but he... Uh, but he leaves, and as he leaves, he goes and he pays his bill for the hamburger he didn't eat. And um, he and he tells the girl at the beginning at the door to keep the change. You keep it a change. I like how she had like a bird cage that came down. Like the, the, yeah. she knew the fight was yeah. going to go on, so like a bird cage came down around her. And there was like um, some metal that came across the cooker, the kitchen window too. Mm-hmm. So fights are not pretty normal. If you will. And Bluto takes notice of Popeye in the scene too. Like, who's this guy? Yeah. Because he just beat up everybody in his town. So then uh, it's that evening and people are all fancy dressed and showing up to the oil's house for olive oil and Bluto's engagement party. Popeye's Popeye's upstairs in his getting in his dress blues. And he goes down once he's made all spiffy, and everybody's talking and having a good time. And as soon as he walks in, they all shut Stop. up. It's complete silence. Nobody will look at him in the eye. And uh, he uh, he says, I don't know when I've had this much fun and still been conscious. 
So then he leaves, so he walks out, and then the party starts back up again. I feel bad for Popeye at this point. This and Bluto is almost there and he's like, Oh, I forgot flowers. So he goes and he goes to get flowers. And as Popeye going to get flowers, he walks to a table and starts throwing them on the floor and he finds them he likes. And as he's doing that, Popeye kind of walks past him down onto the dock. Then we go up to Olive Oil and she's with um some of her Friends? Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids, They're maybe? described as the wallflowers. So. They are described as the wallflowers. And they can credits. make it home with one headlight. Mm, I heard that. But they're um, they're making fun of olive oil because Bluto's so ugly. Yeah. And then she sings this great song but about he's how large. he's large. <laughs> Carly, you know the words. Hum a few bars for us. Well, I know the, and he's large. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good majority of it. She's listing his, she's complimenting him, and she's saying more than that he's large. But he's rich, and she does say he's handsome at one point. And I think she's right; he's he's not not handsome. He's not not handsome. <laughs> That's what you want to hear. <laughs> Reminds me of a line from Justice League. I I don't I don't, don't like. <laughs> well, the gentleman in question is is handsome. He looks good with a beard, but the character of Bluto yeah, is rough, not attractive. But it doesn't mean that he's not handsome. And then uh, so we get. We flash to uh, Bluto downstairs, and he's got the one flower he was able to find, and he starts doing, she loves me, she loves me not. She's going to marry me, she's going to marry me, she's not going to marry me. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then we flash back up to Olive Oil, and as she's singing, she's actually packing a bag, and she sneaks out and runs away. And then we get back to Bluto, and as... Bluto lands on the very yeah. last flower. It would have been, she's not going to marry me. But he got distracted. He gets real mad. But they distract him, and when he comes back to the flower, says, where was I? Castor he's, he's says... He's waiting on Olive, and Olive's yeah, taking Yeah, he's like, where is she, where is she? Olive! And, the, and uh, but he cut, turns back to the flower, and he sees the last petal... And castor oil helpful, helpfully inserts that he was on. She is going to marry me for no. the last petal. Yeah. No, he says, he goes, where was I? She won't marry you. So yeah. she will. And he's actually happy. The only time he's him happy. And he growls still. Yeah. But, but olive oil sneaks away. And she's walking away. And then we flash, as we see olive oil fly. Walking away, then we flash right back to Bluto. This is a lot of quick flashes here. And we see Bluto growling like a bear and kind of huffing and puffing, and there's a fly flying around, and he kills it. He also gets some tea, right? In a glass. He does get some. Drinks it and then eats it. That's not yet. That's not yet. He will. So Olive Oil runs into Popeye, and they have a little chit chat, and Olive doesn't. Sorry. Olive doesn't know where she's going, and Popeye's like, how was your party? And she's like, you don't need to be talking to me. And she kind of gets her feet twisted, and she turns around in a circle with her arms kind of raised up, and the tax man shows up and uh, wants is going to charge her a 50-cent fine tax for impersonating a traffic um, cop. cop. But then he sees it's her, and he's like, oh, never mind, Mrs. Miss Oil. No taxes for you, Miss Oil. And then Popeye's like, how come she don't have to pay no taxes? And the taxman says, that's a five <laughs> cent. It's like a ten cent question tax. <laughs> question tax. But since you're with, with, with Miss Oil, I'll, let, I'll it let it go. And um, then we flash back to Bluto, and he's getting really angry. 
And then we flash back to Olive Oil and Popeye, and Olive Oil asks Popeye why he's there. And then he tells her that he's looking for her pappy. Then we flash back to Bluto, who's eating his glass teacup. Then we flash back to Popeye it. and Olive Oil, and Popeye tells Let's Olive really Oil about his it. pappy. And as they're sitting down, and as they're sitting down, a shadowy figure comes out of nowhere with a basket. And replaces, olive oil has a basket and a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And this shadowy figure replaces olive oil's basket you missed with a, the basket she had. Right, but you missed a very important scene. I don't know if it's important, but I enjoyed it. What? Where Popeye grabs her bags, and he's walking towards her house. She goes, you're going the wrong way. And then he turns around, and, and he's going the other way. She says, you're going the wrong way. And then she starts spinning around. He goes, oh, which way is she going? She's facing east, facing west. Up, oh, place your bets. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. But, you know, why talk about that? But because I can't talk about every little instance of funny physical comedy and every little funny muttered line. Place your bets is on the list. Because it will take me a million years to get through this. I don't think so, but. Okay, so the shadowy figure replaces her basket. But so then they get up because they're going to walk back home. But Olive Oil says, where'd you get that? That's not my basket. And so they set it down and it starts to rattle. And she's like, snake, rattlesnake. Snake, rattlesnake, and she freaks out, and Popeye goes over to kill it because he's killed snakes before. He knows how to handle vermicans or something. <laughs> yeah. And he opens it, but it's not a snake; it's a baby with a rattle. And uh, it has. Until a... he pulled that rattle out, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and which is funny because you didn't instantly think it was a rattle. Well, no. At first, you don't see the rattle. It's just the baby. I was like, "How's the baby making that noise?" <laughs> I don't have babies. I don't do babies. <laughs> Clearly. But this baby has a note on it written to the one-eyed sailor, oh, which it's good. It's good was funny because the, the shadowy figure was not giving their baby to olive oil, but to Popeye. Mm -hmm. and well, probably a good they, the shadowy figure is from the town and knows olive oil. <laughs> I wouldn't give the baby. Well, I don't, think, I don't think the shadowy figure can be from the town. Because if it was, they would know this baby. That's true. This is not a big town. I feel like they would know who has a baby who suddenly doesn't have a baby. That's a good point. Unless I think this had to be a drifter who couldn't find a room to rent. So how do they know Popeye? Because know, she says... It was awfully clean. The note... It's a Disney movie. In the note, she gives her baby to Popeye until she can free herself from certain financial burdens around the time the child is 25. <laughs> and then she will come back and collect him. And he asks that Popeye would love this baby like a mutter would. <laughs> like a mutter would. And so, Popeye's okay with it. And yeah, he's like, all right, I got a baby now. Yeah. I'm a mutter. Yeah, Popeye is fine with it. Popeye has a baby and is super excited. Meanwhile, and then we flash back to the house <clears throat> where we get this great song I'm mean. Good song. Bluto starts singing about how mean he is. I'm mean. He's so mean, he had a dream about beating himself up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. while he's singing this great tune, he wrecks the fucking house. Jeez. He destroys oh, their yes. whole fucking house. Tears Take, all the windows down. Takes out a whole wall. Yeah. Well, he's mean. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean, There's yeah. very little of the house left. Yeah. And Popeye and Olive Oil and Little Sweet Pea come back. Start walking up, mm. and other and everybody's running away, and they're like, great party! And Popeye says something about when you have a party, you really bring down the house. Yeah. 
And uh, so they walk up to the door. And in the doorway, we got Popeye and Olive Oil. And Olive Oil is holding Sweet Pea. And Bluto sees them. And he gets so mad, he literally sees red. Which... Like, literally, they start, yeah. they're wearing red clothes. Which is funny, because I think they did this kind of gag the best way they could have. Because, like, in a cartoon, his face would have turned red, steam would have came out of his ears, and he would have rushed them like a bull. And they couldn't really do that, but he squinches up his face. He's obviously angry. He's kind of shaking. And then they show the perspective from his vision, and they're all painted it's red. It's pretty cool. So it was good. I think it was a good effect. to get Good the, job. To get that cartoon um, quality. And Popeye's like, whoa, 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 this isn't what it looks like. And he hands Olive the baby, and he says, you go over here. Because Olive hands it to him at first. And oh. He's like, no, 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 you need to. <laughs> yeah, you and the baby you go over there. Women in he's gonna, Yeah, he's going to beat the shit out of me. But Olive, Olive and the baby step aside, and Bluto punches the shit out of Popeye. And Bluto... Uh, Beats Popeye up all down the street, and as he does, he says that the oils are going to get ca- taxed double and triple and quadruple and taxed and pretty much taxed until they got nothing left. Mm-hmm. Where previously they weren't paying any ridiculous taxes at all. And they're still broke. We see immediately the next day that they are taxed until they literally have nothing. They owe a ridiculous amount of money, and every single thing except for the table they're sitting at is carried out of their house yeah their house is pretty much open air now yeah and what's uh, left of their house at one point olive oil's olive oil's dad is reading the paper and nana oil grabs the paper from him and say i said something about isn't he paying attention and when they take the paper down from him in front of his face you can see that he's so sad he's crying yeah they're kind of ruined Then we, but uh, Olive Oil and Popeye seem to be in good spirits because they're just sitting on the wharf, playing with their new baby friend. It's not a baby friend; it's and a child. Popeye, Olive Oil seems th- to think at the beginning that it's a girl, but then Popeye it asserts that it's definitely a boy, and that and it's I'm his like, son. Who's been changing the baby's diapers for the last? <laughs> I know, you know, fifteen hours. And then Popeye <laughs> says he's his sweet pea. And she says, Sweet Pea, what kind of name is that? And he says, I found him in Sweet Haven, and that's what I'm going to call him, Sweet Pea. That's his name. This is, what do you want me to call him, baby oil? Yeah. (laughs) Olive thinks that Sweet Pea is a terrible name. Then we flash to Castor, her brother, and he sees a poster of a fighter. And it says, if you can last one round, you'll get 15 days tax-free. And the fighter is Oxblood Oxheart. And he's coming to town on a very exciting barge. Yeah. But Castor thinks this would be great because then he would, if he lasted one round, then he would be able to save his family. And I love the name of the floating arena. The Max and Sun Square Garden. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Wow. I missed that. That's funny. So it turns night very quickly. And... Popeye and Olive and Sweet Pea and all the oils and the mm-hmm. Geisel, the Undertaker, all and Wimpy all go to the fights. And Wimpy is in the ring. He's the ref. And as soon as the family gets there, they see Castor all dressed up and ready to fight. And they kind of freak out. And they're like, Castor, you get out of that ring. What are you doing? What are you doing? Olive, tell your brother to get out of that ring. And she's like, why do I always have to do everything? <laughs> 
and they're having an argument. We haven't seen you do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, and mom has a great line here where she says, "Don't hurt his feet. He needs those for dancing." <laughs> but Wimpy, She's not wrong. Wimpy <laughs> explains the rules, gentlemen. You know the rules. There are no, there are no rules. There are no rules. This is it's a, a fight, fight to, to the, the finish, finish, and the first one who's dead loses. And you're like, Jesus. Let Mortal Kombat begin. <laughs> the Geisel the Undertaker is uh, Caster's cornerman, which seems bad luck. Uh-huh. And the fight ensues, and Caster comes out swinging with some furious punches to the belly mm. of the giant ox blood ox art, who seems not to care at all. Not his weak spot. Then he starts walloping Caster. It doesn't take long before Caster is down on the um, canvas permanently. He gets down a couple of times. He gets knocked down a couple of times, but he gets up, but he still can't manage to do anything. And finally, he seems knocked out. And Oxblood does something that I didn't remember he did and was very weirded out by, but he kind of curls Caster up into a ball and then football kicks him out the ring as if he was Nigel Gruff. And all the time that this is going on, Popeye's getting agitated, calling different different moves that he does cheating and that's not fair and all this kind of stuff yeah. which i mean there's no, there rules, are no rules but popeye's getting pissed but yeah he kicks him the shit out of this ring and i was like, like how do they do that well he's <laughs> not wiry so what's that he's not wiry he's not wiry he's not wiry yeah, i don't, know. I don't was, know how they did that because they don't have cgi at all so yeah it was a practical they had to effect. launch his ass yeah it really looked like they strapped him to an acme rocket and um i don't know some kind of practical effect which was pretty awesome and But Popeye has been getting mad this whole time, and he's yeah. so angry that he is going to fight. And he jumps into the <laughs> ring and does a midair wardrobe change. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. He's all gloved up and everything. He's ready. That totally would happen and in the then cartoon. Yeah. Olive Oil yells, this Ooh. poor fatherless baby, you'll be murdered. They don't seem to have much confidence in Popeye after Caster got his ass kicked. Well, she saw Bluto beat the shit out of him last night. Yeah. I mean, the townsfolk did see Popeye clean up those thugs in the bar. But this is but... Ox Blood Ox Heart we're talking about. Yeah. Like, and... This man is so scary that Bluto didn't even take him. But they <laughs> start fighting, and Popeye quickly seems to take control, but then gets Ox Blood in his corner and finds out that Ox Blood's corner man is his mother. And Popeye. He can't beat up a guy from. He says, "I'm a mother myself." So he starts dancing around. He introduces himself to the to his mother, and Who says, would, "I'm a mother myself." Beat him up, and he's kind of so. dancing and dodging, and Oxblood gets him into the corner, and the mother goes to hit Popeye with the bucket, but she hits Oxblood instead, and Oxblood knocks out his own mother. <laughs> and once he did that. I don't know if Popeye got mad because Oxblood hit his mother or if Popeye just said saw she wasn't watching anymore because then he proceeds to kick the shit yeah. out of Oxblood in, and including the my favorite gag ever from the cartoons when he winds his, his hand, hand up. up for the punch. Yeah. That was my number one favorite Popeye the Sailor Man gag and I I love this. So that's my favorite tertiary punch. Your favorite tertiary punch. Oh my goodness, there's too many tertiary things now. <laughs> also, your favorite tertiary socks. And... Objects, so. punches, songs. What, what was your fa- Hold up, wait, no, really, honestly, what was your favorite tertiary tax? Come on. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> the unpaid uh, impersonated traffic cop tax. Uh. What was the one he tried to get the kids for? There was a group of kids. And no, he was I didn't. like, hold on, I gotta get those kids. There's a, a so, observation a, tax or something. Was it a hooligan? Being case? curious tax or yeah, something. Oh <laughs> it's a bunch of weird taxes. There's just fun. 
No, they're not. He just um, walks around and takes money from people all day long. Yeah. In the name of the Commodore. Yeah. That no one's seen. So that night, after... He does not appear to be wealthy when we do see him. <laughs> that night, after <laughs> they not. have been celebrated, um, Olive Oil and Popeye, again, are sitting out on the wharf in the dark, and they're singing a little song about Sweet Pea. And it starts off being, they're talking about Sweet Pea when it's over, but by the end of the song, it's, it's more they're other. talking about each other. Yeah. And, in this and Popeye <laughs> kind of wants Olive Oil to go sail off and be with him, but pa- but Olive Oil wants Popeye to want to stay and be- make a home with her. So they're obviously having a moment, but they're not really on the same page quite yet. But they're working on it. But at some point they go home because the next it's suddenly it's the next morning and they're at breakfast, and Olive Oil reveals at breakfast that she's been talking to Sweet Pea, and Sweet Pea can say things like "uh oh" and "no," and he whistles. He's apparently a precog. He can see the future. Yeah, they all think they all think he can then predict the future because. Sweet Pea had told Olive Oil that he would be fine in the and win the fight. And, and they go from oh yeah, this is going to be great. Too. They go this from is God's truth. Yeah, they yeah. go from disbelief to uh, total belief quite quickly. Something about the whistling, I think, is what seals the deal. Fifty fifty guess to this kid can see the future. Yep, <laughs> he's clairvoyant. Yeah, but they're also convinced that Wimpy decides that he wants to take Sweet Pea for a walk. And Popeye is like, sure, you can take Sweet Pea for his the Uncle walk. Wimp. So he's his Uncle Wimpy. And Olive Oil is mad because Popeye had said that she couldn't take Sweet Pea on the Ooh. walk. And she wants to go on the walk. And Popeye was like, well, that was before. She's, Popeye says, you can take him for a walk. And she's like, what changed? And he says, that was before. She's like, you said I couldn't before. And he's, what changed? And he's like, well, that was before. Before I knew you. You cared. You cared about me. She was worried worried about him in the fight. Yes. And now that he knows that she was worried about him, he changed his opinion about her. He wants to, um, you know, (laughs) check out the olives. I don't think. Oh, goodness. I don't think so. I think so. Maybe someday, but I don't think they're quite there yet. Oh, yeah. He's looking at her like that. You know, when you look at them like that, it only means one thing. Well, two things. Either you're hungry or... (laughs) Carlino, I'm talking really about. messed up. <laughs> so, Wimpy takes Sweet Pea to the track. So, it is a, gambly, a gambling boat. There's some ladies of ill repute on this boat. It's very odd because this whole movie seems to have just removed most sexuality from the world. <laughs> and then there's prostitutes on the boat. <laughs> I love the horse race in this. Yeah. They're not even real horses. They're like iron horses. Well, that's the one thing that's kind of weird about this movie. I was, I was asking Carly, I was like, so this movie's late, basically late 70s, early 80s, whatever, 80. Is it going on in the 80s? Or is this in the 40s? No, this is set in like or... the 30s or 40s, so? I would think, yes. Okay. He's like, is it his just father... a really poor, secluded town somewhere in the late 70s? Or yeah. is it? <laughs> you know, All right. So what, actually, we oh, can Jesus. do the math. Right. Because at the end, Pappy, Pappy says he left because he was arrested for trying to steal spinach for Popeye when Poppy was, Popeye was a baby during the Great Depression. But he, but he says that he was arrested by the FBI. 
It doesn't matter. But but he says that that was during the Great Depression. Right. So if that was during the Great Depression, which was in the 20s, and Popeye is in the 30s, by the way. All right. The crash was 1929. Okay. So in the 30s. So we're talking 50s. And no, it's been 60s. 30 years, so we're saying so, it's the 60s. So it's okay. late 50s, early 60s, okay. apparently, which still... It's before the 70s, But they're 80s. But a poor, sort of secluded town. I would also say, if you've ever watched the original Pete's Dragon movie, oh, it's well. set in a very similar time frame. You know what? When yeah. you don't know, you go to, you go to Streets of or, Fire. Another time, another Or the place. Pippi Longstocking movie is also like that, that in the same kind of... Pete's Dragon. The early one. I haven't seen them. Yeah. Another don't, time, another place. I heard it was terrible. Don't. Okay. It's so upsetting. All right. So now we're... Me we're, and Gwen were traumatized by the Peach Dragon remake. Don't even. All right. So now we're at a place of ill puke. Okay. And then... Uh, and Wimpy is using Sweet Pea to guess the winner. And Sweet Pea is surprisingly accurate. Then we flash home. And they're worried because it's been two hours. And Wimpy and Sweet Pea are not back. And now we're going from... He's, you know... Sweet Pea's not doing 50-50. He's picking out race horses out of like 10 race yeah. horses. And he's right every time. So he's listing them he off. Can see the future. And when Sweet Pea sees the winner, he whistles. And that's the one that Wimpy yeah. bets on. And uh, so Olive Oil and Popeye, I guess. Which I think, Bluto also sees too. Right. Yes. He keeps an eye on everything. Bluto keeps peeking his head out. And he sees Wimpy using the baby to win. Yeah. And then they find i can't remember who finds it but they find a racing form on the floor of the house that wimpy had dropped that was on. i couldn't remember if it was oliver or her mother but then they know that he's gone to the track mm. so they all run off to find him mm. and by all of them it's <laughs> olive and popeye oh, and her yes. parents then we go caster was already there yeah so they're at the races, and Caster's still fucked up real bad. Caster's is there. He's got a great black eye. And meanwhile, Wimpy is putting everything on Holy Moly, and they win just, Come on, Holy Moly. just as the group arrives. And Popeye says, I ought to bust you right in the mush. I like <laughs> Caster in this. He's like, if Mom ever sees me here, she's gonna, she'd kill me. Oh, my God, there's Mom. <laughs> so he sneaks around, gets behind his mother. And, and mom turns around and he goes, Cash, what'd you hear? Mom is behind you the whole time. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. And uh, Popeye is very upset that his son has been taken into this horrible gambling den. What does he call it? He calls it... You already said it, didn't you? Yeah, he said it's an ill, ill repuke. Yeah, a, a den of ill yeah, repuke. something like that. A den of ill repuke. And, uh, like you do. But... But Wimpy of... shows them how much money he's made, and Olive is like, well, Hold on a second. <laughs> maybe we should place a bet. This could really help us out. And Popeye says, Wrong is wrong, even if it helps you. And Olive Oil comes back with, Family is more important than morality. I think Popeye is right, and Olive is wrong. <laughs> wrong is wrong, even if it helps you. And your personal morality is not more important than your family. I'm sorry. But, so, they go off, take Sweet Pea, and they go off and they make a bet, and they win, but this sparks Popeye to start singing a song about how he am what he am. He, I am what I am, what I am, what I am, what I am. What am I, a barnacle on the Who dinghy of life? I ain't no doctor, but I'm losing my patience. I ain't no physicist, but I know what matters. matters. Most of my favorite lines. And he goes and he takes this whole Sweet thing. Pea. I need to write it down. 
he goes and he takes Sweet Pea from Olive Oil and takes all the money they've won and throws it on the floor <laughs> and uh, stomps out of there with Sweet Pea after the great I Am What I Am song. He he dances dances out of this house. Well, how else would you do it? Or yeah. boat. What's funny is he dances out of this house of ill repuke and then he has to get on a little boat yeah. <laughs> and sail back to Sweet Haven. How do the rest of them get back? He just stole their boat. This seems like <laughs> There's a lots of boats coming back and forth. <laughs> but Bluto motions for Wimpy to come up to his office. And Popeye is taking Sweet Pea away. It's a father's duty to protect him from child abuse. His infink son. His infant son from child abuse. I love Rob Williams' accent in this. Mm-hmm. And Popeye moves Sweet Pea from the house to the wharf to where they have strung up two hammocks. Yeah. <laughs> and the tax man arrives and he comes collecting. Did you move out? Move out, tax. Yeah. Did you move? Are you moving in? There's a move in, tax. <laughs> and Popeye gets mad and knocks him down and he falls down a chute or convenience slide <laughs> and lands in the sea. The town is so excited that Popeye has whooped the tax man that they carry him off in celebration. They also carry off Sweet Pea. And Sweet Pea is passed from person to person until he gets to Wimpy, who scampers off and gives Sweet Pea to Bluto. Mm. Sweet Pea! Popeye is distraught. Sweet Pea! Well, if you lose your Sweet Pea. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way. He's trying to be a good mother. He's a good mother. To, he's a good mother to the child, you know. Trying to be a good peppy. And then we go to that night, and Popeye is very sad because Sweet Pea is gone. And Olive Oil sees him being all sad, and she sings the Stinker Award-winning song. Carly, he you want to give a few, bar, a few bars here? No. <laughs> he needs me, he needs me. But I fully, I fully me, believe that the neighbors close the window because she's such an awful singer and not because <laughs> it's just nighttime. <laughs> she just wants to be needed, and he obviously needs her, and that's when she decides that she really likes him because here's a man who needs her. And um, despite the fact she's been complaining the whole movie about how people expect her to do things, she wants to be needed. <laughs> well, it's, it's Popeye or Bluto, so. Wow. Popeye's a pretty good guy from what we see. He doesn't he's go a good to, mutter, too. He's, he's a good mutter. <laughs> he's got a morality. Yeah. But uh, then we get a shot on Bluto's boat where Bluto is asleep. He sucks his thumb, which is a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you see poor Sweet Pea, who's sad and just wants to go home. And he's looking out the porthole all sad. And then we get to Popeye, who sings about Sweet Pea as he writes Sweet Pea a letter. Singing about how, you know, how much he loves Sweet Pea and how he wishes he would come home. And he takes this letter and puts it in a bottle and sends it out to sea, hoping that Sweet Pea will get it. And it floats right past the porthole where Sweet Pea's looking out. Then we get to the next day. And Wimpy is up in a tower looking through his um, spyglass at the Commodore's boat. Because the Commodore's boat has appeared, but they don't see the Commodore like usual. And he's muttering to himself. And then he sees Bluto and Sweet Pea. But Olive Oil overhears. Now, Wimpy knew that Bluto had Sweet Pea, and I don't know why Wimpy would be muttering about how Bluto and Sweet Pea went over to the Commodore's boat. 
but whatever. Yeah. Because everybody knows Bluto works for the Commodore. This is the yeah. thing that I have a problem with. This is the thing you have a problem with. <laughs> a man's turned his hand around 15 times to add punching power. I love that. But this, you have a problem with. Got but it. Olive Oil overhears, and she says, What did you say about Sweet Pea? What did you say about Bluto? And Wimpy comes clean. She starts, like, shaking the, well, like, the bridges on. this place is decrepit. Right. It looks like a strong wind could blow the whole town over. And he comes down the little bridge, and just like in the beginning, one of the boards breaks, and, and he's she, stuck. And she and he's like, help me up. And she's like, I'm not going to help you up till you tell me. I'm not going to tell you. And then she starts shaking the bridge. And, and that's when he comes clean. And he comes clean with what he's done. Then we flash to Bluto, and he's taken Sweet Bee to the Commodore. And the Commodore is very unimpressed. And Bluto is like, this kid can see the future. We, we can should, control all the gambling. At we the can win all the money from the gambling house. He's like, I own the gambling house. And the Commodore's yeah. like, I own that. That's all my money. And you'd think Bluto would know that. And the Commodore is trying to feed the baby spinach. And the baby doesn't want spinach. And you the Commodore finish. looks exactly like Popeye. Yeah. Suspiciously exactly, so. But... Well, the resemblance is rather uncanny. Wimpy and Olive Oil have gone to the Commodore's boat because Olive Oil wants to see what's going on. So she sneaks in there. And meanwhile, we got the Commodore telling Bluto that he hates him. He says, <laughs> one point, he says I will live and die by hate. It's pretty awesome. And the Commodore sings a little tune about how much he hates mm-hmm. and how it's all that's keeping him going. It and how... And Bluto is mad at the Commodore, and he mutinies and ties up the Commodore, and he decides he's going to go after the treasure that the Commodore is always saying he has, and he's going to use Sweet Pea to do it, and he's tied up the Commodore. There's not treasure. I was lying. And Olive Oil says, we've got to go tell Popeye that we found them. And Wimpy's like, who? And she says, everyone. Everybody. So Bluto's tied up the Commodore, and he takes Sweet Pea, and he's got Sweet Pea. Kind of like pee. hangs him kind of from his back. Yeah. yeah. It's like tied him to the he's chair and hide him on a hook. So Olive and Wimpy go to Popeye, and Olive says that they found his father and Sweet Pea, and that her, his father is a rat, a crook, a kidnapper. His father is the Commodore. Now, Popeye does not believe her. ain't no Commodore. Now, where ain't he? <laughs> and he's going to prove that... The Commodore is not his father, and that Sweet Pea is not with the Commodore, and he wants to know where he ain't, ain't so he no can prove <laughs> that it's not him. Tell me where it ain't, and I'm going to go check and show you that it ain't there. So they go to Pretty prove awesome. it. So they go, they go on the boat, they sneak on the boat, and or not sneak on the boat, because Popeye immediately falls, and which alerts <laughs> Bluto to the fact that he's coming. So Bluto and Sweet Pea are hiding like under the stairs, and Popeye goes down and sees the Commodore rotating on his hook, uh, you know, tied up on his hook. And they immediately make eye contact. And Popeye is so enthralled by the Commodore right. Only one eye because <laughs> that Bluto is able to sneak, sneak away. And Papa is like, Pappy. And the Commodore is like, I ain't nobody's Pappy. And he tries, and Popeye's just hugging him. And, and Poop Deck says, you're casting shadows on a... On poop deck, Pappy, and Popeye tries to prove that they're related by saying they got the same squinty eye and they got the What's same squinty eye, the same pipe, the and same bulgy arms, the same bulgy arms. No resemblance. 
Well, I think, and he says, you we got this. You inherited no pipe. He says, I'm poop dick, what is he? I'm poop dick pappy, brother to the barracuda and uncle to the octopusy. And poop dick <laughs> says, crazy. I'll prove I ain't your peppy. Eat that spinach. No, I don't want Ooh. it. And Popeye will not eat the spinach. And he eventually reverts to a little kid. And then, and Pappy says, you wouldn't eat your spinach when you was two, you disobedient child. It kept our family strong for a thousand years. So Pappy immediately switches sides at the spinach and decides that they are, that it is his son. Meanwhile, Popeye then switches to the other side and says, you ain't my Pappy. <laughs> she's cut me down. And Popeye does, and he, he falls. He falls. <laughs> Shit. And uh, he says, I said, get me down. And Popeye's like, no, you said cut me down. But Bluto has somehow kidnapped Olive Oil in the process of escaping the boat and has stuck her in a, what is that, like a pipe? Uh, But it's because she's useless. Somehow he had a baby in his hands and still managed to kidnap her. Yeah, it's basically like an old... You sound so angry about this. Of course she's useless. We know who Carla's favorite, um, least favorite character is going to be. And, but he takes off to find... He takes he st- sticks her in a pipe or something. A blowhole. Keep a going. Blowhole, yeah. And you then takes off on boats. his boat to find the Commodore's treasure. So the Commodore commandeers a boat and they all chase after Bluto. So on this boat are Popeye, Mr. and Mrs. Oil, Caster Oil, yeah. Wimpy, and I'm pretty sure Diesel the Undertaker is on there too. Everybody is yeah. on this boat. And like Bluto's boat looks like Kind of like a tugboat. Yeah. But this boat looks like a houseboat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, John particularly liked it when the Commodore starts yelling, Haul ass, haul ass. Haul ass, And they chase Bluto to Scab Island, mm. which is apparently a very scary, um, uh, what is it? A very scary pirate's den. And... Popeye is yelling about olive oil and his sweet pea, and Poop Duck Pappy says, olive oil, sweet pea, what are you doing, making a salad? <laughs> and Popeye and Pappy argue and mutter and complain during this whole chase scene, and it's hilarious. Well, Popeye goes to his, or the Poop Duck goes to Popeye, and he's like, We're, we got the same squinky eye, and he does the whole routine back to him. squinky eye? Yeah, it's so good. No resemblance. No resemblance. But so they're starting. So they catch up to. They're catching up to Bluto, and Pappy Young yells. He first he yells, "Haul ass, haul ass, get to your stations," and then he yells, "Haul ass, haul ass, get the cannon." And Popeye's like, "You can't fire that thing. There's women's and infants over there." <laughs> and the Commodore's like, "I'm just gonna give him a warning shot." So the first shot, he's, so he fires the cannon, and the first one is too short yeah. and lands in the water. So they load it up again, and it's the a good second one shot though. Yeah. That's not what he was going. For. But the second shoot shot across the foul. hits the boat. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Direct hit." <laughs> and then, um, Popeye tells him to slow down so they can board the boat, and the Commodore says, "I ain't gonna stop." I ain't going to board him. I'm going to ram him. And they ram Bluto's boat, which now both boats destroys are both yeah. boats. And now everybody's but, trapped on Scab Island. <laughs> but Bluto has managed to escape in his dinghy with Sweet Pea. And they have the pipe thing that Olive Oil is trapped in towed behind them, tied to the dinghy with a rope. It's fantastic. And... um. 
So they're heading into Pirate's Cove to get the treasure. And Popeye and his friends abandon ship. And they follow on whatever pieces of whatever that they can. Anything that'll float. So... And then it's cold, and one of them, you know, there's room for two of them on a door, mm. but only one of them stays on the door. And he says, "No, <laughs> they go. do that." Yeah, I don't know. She could, Jack could have fit. <laughs> there is no Jack or Rose in this movie. We got Popeye and Olive Oil. Oh uh, shit! I think I watched the wrong movie. <clears throat> so they <laughs> they get to a point, and Sweet Pea's directing Bluto, and he tells Bluto somehow through whatever weird Whistles. baby ESP <laughs> yeah. that he uses that Bluto has to go down to get the treasure. So Bluto gets in the water and swims down and immediately finds the treasure chest. However, he also awakens the Kraken. <laughs> you don't want to awaken the Kraken. No. But at the same time, it's the octopus. Popeye <laughs> the comes octopus. around the corner and sees um, Olive Oil and Sweet Pea and Bluto, who's brought the treasure up and has put it on a hook, and he uses his pipe as... Like a submarine, a periscope, a periscope, and submarine like a to submarine. the rescue. <laughs> Sorry, like a you know he uses his pipe like a submarine. <laughs> Shut up, like a periscope, and and then he shoots it off a treacher butt. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff happening in this movie, and I'm trying to just go right. be succinct, uh-huh. but this is not a succinct kind of a movie. This is oh, a sure. bananas. Oh, lots no. of stuff is happening. What bananas? might be your shortest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done yet. I'm trying to make it a Transformers episode. <laughs> you um, got the touch. This has better song. Oh, this has a contender for best song. Like, You Got the Touch was a good one, but this one's got I Am That I Am. Okay, so Popeye submarines to the rescue, and he tells Bluto, even though you're larger than me, you can't win, because you're bad, and good always wins over the bad. And Popeye and Bluto fight. Why, meanwhile, Pappy sees his treasure, and he's like, I got to get back my treasure. So he uses some kind of pulley mechanism to yeah. hoist his treasure up. And Popeye and Bluto are fighting, and they find swords and yeah, pirate of skeletons. Just lying around yeah. Where did that and pulley come from? He knocks, <laughs> he knocks Popeye into the water, and then though. he puts the sword between his teeth and dives <laughs> in after him, and it's just a really great dive. Yeah. I rate that dive a 6.7. <laughs> it wasn't the best dive I've ever seen in 80s movies. That would no. be the, um, the, the triple, triple Lindy, Lindy Trip. from Back to School. <laughs> I've seen but one. this one is pretty good. Really? <laughs> More <Nice>. than once. <laughs> but... In a pinch with no diving board, though. The right. Kraken that has awoken the octopus starts to attack Sweet Pea. And all. And, and well, and first she tells it whoever is, don't get fresh. <laughs> she well, she it attacks Sweet Bee and it eventually drags the boat underwater. But Pappy has managed to snag Sweet Bee with the hook that the treasure was on. Yeah, they make you wait, and then the, you see the boat get crushed and pulled under, and you're like, "Oh fuck, they just killed a baby!" <laughs> but then you no. see. But meanwhile, Pappy has Not rescued for a the baby. Did Poop I think that Sweet Pea was gone. It was tense. You were all Poop scared. Deck to the rescue. <laughs> Poop deck to the rescue, and then the Kraken decides to attract. Tech Olive, and she's like, "Who's that down there? Don't get fresh." Yeah, tentacles are all going up her legs. Hello, she got but testicles all over her. Bluto is I mean, win- tentacles. Really so Sorry. At this point in the fight, Bluto is winning, and uh, Pappy tells him that he would be he would be doing better if he would eat his spinach and throws some spinach at Popeye. It hits, it hits him right in the head. Hits goes him right bullseye. In the bullseye. Hits him right in the head, and in the trivia, 
when they were filming this, he did hit him in the head. <laughs> it smashed Robin Williams' head open. They had to go to the hospital, and he, and he was out for two weeks with giant stitches. In <laughs> holy crap. According to the trivia. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they said. I was like, Wait. holy shit. Well, you know what? Poop Deck Pappy has been eating his spinach, so you got to watch out. But I Bluto, guess, a, I guess a, a old can of spinach dropped maybe a story on onto your yeah. head could... Really cause you still like, I'm not going to eat, I don't like spinach. He's like, oh, you don't want to eat spinach, do you? And Bluto squishes the can open and force feeds Popeye the spinach, which... Bad move. Was a bad move, <laughs> yep. In hindsight, he'll never do that again. This no. was a mistake, because uh, Popeye punches him to smithereens. With the biggest hand. <laughs> biggest forearm. Like, his, his hand has become giant. It looked like the size of a Volkswagen. And then... He abandons Pluto to save olive oil from the Kraken, and uh, he kill hits the shit out of that Kraken. He, he like Superman punches it from across, which is another right in the mush. Another effect. I don't know how they did that because they show the island and they show the octopus fly over the island like in real time, and I'm like, what did they use a treacher butt or whatever? <laughs> I think they had like that a was, small model or something. I don't know. I think it's well, pretty impressive. I read in the trivia that they spent most of their budget on that town. Which is in Malta, and after the movie was made, it became a tourist attraction. That's cool. So they built that whole town, and they had spent so much money on building the town that they had very little left over <laughs> in their effects budget for the, rubber, for the, for the, for the octopus. To be fair, it doesn't do much. Which is why, <laughs> which is why the Kraken looks so fake. Yeah. Although yeah. I appreciate its fakeness in this movie like because it. it's a cartoon movie. Yeah, it's an octopus. And but he saves olive oil. And then the rest of the gang sees, starts laughing. Ha ha! Bluto's turned yellow, and he has actually turned yellow. And his, <laughs> all the clothes are yellow, and he's, he's like swimming back to and he's with the quickness. Well, away as quick as he can. And then uh, he's Popeye and the sailor. Everybody man. starts singing. Popeye, Popeye the sailor, sailor man. And he joins in. Starts he's going back to tough. I'm one tough gazookus who hates all palookas. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. And they just celebrate with a rousing song, and everything is fantastic. The end. Movie. Wow. Yay. All right, here we go. The big Sweet Haven don't have to pay taxes anymore. Nay, may, bay. All right. Who are you starting with? Well, yeah, I guess. But would Sweet Haven still have to pay taxes? Because he's still the Commodore. Yeah, he, but the Commodore's not going to charge the shit out of... The, uh, olive the olive oil. The olive oil. The oils, which is, you know, in the sun. That's yeah. what we care about. We don't know who the rest of these people are. These yahoos. We're assuming they still Those real slime, taxes, not class acts. But like, it'll be the normal here. amount that so everybody pays. We're okay. going to go worst to best. So we're going to start with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go in order of what I think their review <laughs> well, is going to be. Well, you think the review is going to be. Yes. So, Carl. Well, my favorite character is Pappy. Poop deck pappy. Poop deck pappy. Well, the Commodore. He's, he's fantastic. Where ain't he? <laughs> Show me where he ain't. <laughs> My least favorite character is Olive. I have a question. Yeah, because I don't remember the cartoons very much. Okay. Yeah. I remember a little bit, but I don't remember. Did he hate spinach in the cartoons? Yes. <laughs> he did. He always hated it, but he would eat it. Because it's like his steroids. Yeah. Like, okay. if he was really See, I remember him. just that he ate it, and it made him super strong, but I don't well, there remember was like him not liking it. Well, six iterations of it. He was, you know? when he, he would eat it to get strong, but he didn't want to. So he would always wait until he had to take Apparent, it. Apparently, again, uh, in the trivia, apparently when he first came out, he rubbed a chicken to get his strength. Are we serious? Yeah, serious. Well, it was a hen. 
he rubbed a hen to get his oh strength, and then they switched it over to spinach. And supposedly, after after he did that, spinach sales went up thirty three percent. All, well, all over the U.S. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, Popeye. Canned spinach. Popeye. spinach is gross. <laughs> so this is the, I agree. So this is the first instance of product The only like with Popeye yeah. on this. Fresh is great. Canned? <laughs> I, I the only canned vegetable I actually ta- think tastes good are beets and pickles. Canned corn. Pickles. Lima beans. Canned lima beans? I like lima beans. Anyway. I don't mind a lima canned bean, beans. but like, I don't want it. I don't like the beans. My favorite like scene, you know, beans. You beans, like they're beans. a musical fruit. No, they're not. All right, go All ahead, right. Carly. My favorite scene is when they're on the boat chasing Bluto, and my favorite line is "Poop decked Pappy's whole tirade about children." He says, uh, "Let's see, kids, eh, they don't know what they're doing. Kids, dad, blast them. They're gonna lead you to ruin. That's what they're gonna do. Lead you to ruin." They cry at you when they're young. They yell at you when they're older. They borrows from you when they're middle-aged. And they leave you alone to die without even paying you back. Children, fooey. You give them everything they want. And what do you get back in return? You get nothing. Why, they're just smaller versions of us, you know. But I'm not so crazy about me in the first place. So why would I want one of them? I'm asking you. Children, uh, children, little children. You'll pour your heart to them. You give them everything they want. Give them candy and a lot of toys. And what do you get in return? You get a lot of noise. The whole, <laughs> the whole tirade about Carly children. loves children. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Lucy and Timmy, that Carly hates children right, so Carly. much. All the Who am I? The best part. And of your favorite okay. toy? Your, do you I, have a favorite tertiary my object? My favorite tertiary object was their shoes. He I just kept me. staring at them. It looked like they put a tennis ball in the toe <laughs> yeah. of all the shoes, and they're yeah. all three sizes too big. It's a little yep. ridiculous. I understand that this movie is supposed to be ridiculous, but I don't have nostalgia. Like I said, I don't really remember much mm-hmm. about the cartoons. I never saw this until I was 30-plus. I do not like this movie. I will mm-hmm. not like this movie. I understand it's supposed to be slapsticky and funny, but that's never really been... My thing. I'm one of those people. I watch the Three Stooges. I'm like, people think this is funny. I don't get it. Like, it's not funny to me. This is not funny to me. I will name this movie forever, mm. always and forever. <laughs> wow. I really feel like you should show this movie to Lucy and Timmy and see if they have a different. Um, Maybe they as long as Carla doesn't have to watch it again, she might. Oh, yeah, I'm not showing it to anybody. <laughs> All right. So moving all right along to John. Come on. All right. So let me get this straight here. My favorite character is going to be the Popeyes. Because, Popeyes. Uh, my least favorite character is going to be the olive oil. Because... She's I, useless. She, is <laughs> she plays the demon. And stress. she's annoying. <laughs> yes. My favorite tertiary object is going to be... Well, shit's going to be the forearms. <laughs> sure. Can I make Popeyes forearms? My favorite scene... It's got to be the, the, the part there where uh, Popeye goes in and they, they make fun of his pappy. So, mm. he, so he beats them all to smithereens and he speed bags the guy's face. That's pretty good. Is, my, is that everything? Oh, my favorite, my favorite line is sweet pea, olive oil. What are you making, a salad? <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite song is I am what I am, what I am, what I am, what I am. Okay, Tony, your turn. Um, you... Yay, nay, or maybe. Oh. 
I love this movie. I'll get it. Really? <laughs> I've seen this movie a thousand times. I'll probably every you know. You know, he often complains about this movie, so I really thought this was going to be a, a nay or a maybe. Oh, it could have gone anyway. I did not realize he enjoyed it. It is a straight up ridiculous movie. This makes no sense. Um, the story is is crap. <laughs> the, true, uh, true. Go on. The design, the design is hilarious. The actors no. are just not really doing anything, but it is so good. Oh no, it's not. When you put it together. <laughs> All right. So Tony. Um, favorite character: Poop Deck Pappy Commodore. Um, favorite scene is when the Popeye meets his father. And they do the, the whole thing with the, the same the squeaky same eye. What squeaky eye? Got the same bulgy arms. <laughs> no resemblance. Got the same pa- pipe, Pap. You idiot. You can't inherit a pipe. <laughs> uh, least favorite character is Olive Oil. She's terrible. <laughs> favorite line is, I ain't no physicist, but I knows what matters. <laughs> and I ain't no doctor, but I knows I'm losing me patience. Favorite tertiary object is the picture frame. Me son. Me pap. <laughs> I know, because in Pappy's treasure, you can see there's also yeah. a picture that says me, me son. It's awesome. Favorite song is I Am What I Am, you know, when he does it in the, the bedding parlor. Um, yeah, yay, this movie. It's always been one of my favorite movies. I know it's terrible. I don't care. I love this movie. <laughs> see, same as me. Like, I don't, right. it's, it's just crap. It's but, terrible. Yeah. It's but terrible. it's really, it's the best yeah. crap. Okay, so I know what I'm getting into when I recommend it to people, but I still got to check. Yeah. My My favorite character is... Popeye. Good. Good pull. My so, least favorite character two for pa- is... My least favorite character is actually Olive Oil's mom, who I find even more annoying than Olive Oil. Oh, Nana Oil saying. is not for me. Um, my favorite line is, Stand to, you swab! You're casking shadows on Poop Deck Peppy, pride of the Pacific, and father to the shark, brother to the piranha. Cousin to the killer whale and uncle to the octopussy. Awesome. Which is, it's fantastic. Um, I really like the dialogue in this movie. There's a lot of very silly things. Like, I could do without all the pratfalls and the physical comedy. If it only had half as much, it would still be plenty enjoyable for that if you like that kind of thing. Because there is too much. But the muttering, the weird dialogue that it says, the shit is hilarious. Everything that either the Commodore and Popeye say with that ridiculous accent is fucking hilarious. This movie is really funny and it's really good. You should definitely watch it. My favorite scene is when they are chasing Bluto on the boats. My favorite song I'm going to play is the outro song today. So we'll just so we'll set stand that aside. That. <laughs> stand by for the greatness. That is the best song. I kind Probably of... Went, looked. <laughs> you cheated. I will say as special mention... For no reason whatsoever, I do like the song that Olive Oil sings about Bluto being large. I don't know why. It's large? I just like the it. The reason, and that was my favorite song, I didn't mention it. The reason it's my favorite song is because the whole time, all of her little lady friends are talking shit about Bluto, and she's defending him while she packs a bag and to run away. To run away. Yeah. It's what's going on. It's not the song itself. But I just, Music video. There's, and there's a lot of songs that I really like in this movie. Like, they're not very long, so they're more enjoyable, I think, in their ri- ridiculousness. But there is, I will admit, there's some, lots of nostalgia as in part of why I like this movie because I've seen it a lot. But I think that if you are familiar with this character, you can still enjoy this 
cartoon. I think that the reason that, or this movie, I think that the reason Carly doesn't enjoy it is because she's not familiar at all with with Popeye. Because yeah. olive oil is supposed to be worthless. That's part of the gag. So, yeah. since most of our listeners probably aren't so familiar with Popeye. <laughs> no, but you can, you our can... listeners are our friends, and we're you're the youngest person on this podcast. <laughs> so, I think they probably will be. And I think you can, except for the, you know, depending on how you roll with this kind of stuff, except for the whole ass, whole ass, and, and Popeye says shit one time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. Which throw John this on. was like, oh my God, Popeye said shit. <laughs> yeah. You can throw this on for kids and just let them sit there and veg at it. This is part of a genre of movies that I just don't think they make anymore, which is the fun family film. They make family movies, but I don't often think that they're fun, and this one is just a fun family movie. movies for kids nowadays, not that I'm an expert on it, but what I've seen, they either seem to be pushing like these really hard messages that you're like, okay, calm down, it's a kid's movie, or they're like... We want you to buy all these toys. You yeah, know what I mean? they're like this movie had a G rating. You yeah. don't see a G rating that most that adults can really enjoy. Yeah. Most things are PG or like PG thirteen. Or you look at the Harry Potter movies, which were book based on books that were written for fucking children. Those later movies are fucking dark. Yeah, I wouldn't show that to a six year old. Yeah. Meanwhile, the books are supposed to be written so a seven year old can enjoy each and every one of those. Yeah, like they don't make this type of movie anymore, and I like it. Okay. So. So. Carly, where so can people find did it? You, did you yay it? I did. I yayed it. I yayed it so hard. I yayed this movie so hard that it might carry me into the next episode just as an echo. Mm. Oh. Well, well, I hope you picked a movie she doesn't really like because she's going to yay it. <laughs> this is why he brings out Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Queen of the Damned. All right. So. Please find us at facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at unmovie podcast on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, listen to past episodes. There's a lot. (laughs) We're getting up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got a hundred yet. We'd love to hear from you. We're almost at. We're we're getting really close to over over four thousand downloads. Nice. That's pretty exciting. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And next week on the podcast is John's pick. I'm giving this a lot of thought. <laughs> Elaine is looking intently. <laughs> well, because he hasn't said anything about what his next I haven't pick said. is, and as of this morning, he did not have one. So oh. I'm very oh. interested. Well, I am gonna go back, if you will, Uh-oh. in the wayback machine. Go back. I'm bringing back somebody who was already on the podcast. Oh. And someone else is in the movie who's also been on the podcast a lot. But we already did Red Sonia. Nope, not that Red Sonia. I'm bringing back LL Cool J. Uh-oh. Ooh. And Colin Farrell. Uh-oh. Ooh. Because Elaine didn't do the Colin Farrell on Colin Farrell-a-thon. Oh. So I'm doing... Yeah, I skipped it. SWAT. That's what Damn. I thought you were going to do. Yeah. Does LL Cool J have a hat? It's like a shark's fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. But he's SWAT. You're the SWAT of the night. And, yeah, that's what I hear. And that's the word on the street. <laughs> You'll get that next week. What am I? Reminds me. La- yesterday, I was down at, for the half marathon thing in Jiggy that was going on. And I saw the crazy SWAT vehicle. <laughs> oh, well. There's a lot of crap in there, I guess. He is bananas. Let's show up his tactics. You know what? And 
I'm looking forward to this. I, I was looking forward to the Colin Farrell thing, and Elaine just was like, fuck Colin Farrell. But, he, wasn't, he was only in one movie I could pick, and I don't like Daredevil enough to want to talk about it on the podcast. No one wants to talk about Total Recall. Total Recall was not good. No one wants to talk about Total Recall. But, but like Daredevil is a movie I can watch, but it's not a movie I enjoy, I like. I was gonna do Daredevil with mine, but I decided because she said something about LL Cool J, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. Do it's because I watched this and I said, you know what? I might do Toys. That's it. Because I like that movie, and John goes, you love LL Cool J too much. LL Cool J is the only good part of Toys. He's the best part of that movie. He doesn't you want have me to tell you where the secret base is. You tie me up and do a chair and you make me watch Toys. I'll be like, I'll be like, dude, I don't give a fuck. I'm not telling you Toys. Okay, look, the base. Is <laughs> wow, no, Elaine is definitely gonna do Toys. I'm gonna keep it in cool. my back pocket for some, for whatever you really we make can me turn watch this something podcast shitty. Into a war. We can do that. I was gonna put it on just, my list. Do you list. think you have worse science fiction movies than I have horror movies, man? <laughs> I just want to say, no, no, no. Let's go with the Tibetan philosopher. Don't start none. Yeah. Won't be none. none. <laughs> yeah,